The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. In today's video, we're going to take a look at the Ennead, which was a group of nine gods the Heliopolitan creation myth revolved around. Let's get into it. In the beginning, before creation, before the first breath was drawn, before the inexorable flow of time, there existed only the primordial waters of noon, dark, watery, and infinite. There was no end to them. In these primordial waters were all of the elements of creation, but in a boundless, liquid state, they were almost inert, for nothing could be formed by them, combined as they were. It would take the touch of the divine for anything to happen. Within the water of noon, the god Atum created himself from the watery darkness that churned about him. He then impregnated himself by masturbating and ejaculating into his own mouth. Atum's mouth functioned as a womb, and through his will and thought, his seed quickened into the fetuses of his two children. After a period of gestation, the divine twins Shu and Tefnut were expelled from the surrogate womb in which they grew. One was spat out, the other was sneezed out. Shu was the god of dry, life-giving air and sunlight, and Tefnut was the goddess of moisture. Atum shed his hermaphroditic nature, and his sexual identity crystallized to that of a man when he took up the mantle of fatherhood. His hand, known as the Hand of Atum, later became personified as the goddess with which he sired his children, and because the hand was part of the creator, it was viewed as both daughter and consort to Atum. Initially, Atum and his two children clung to each other so that it was as if they were a single entity. Atum then gave an additional aspect to each of his two children, speaking them into existence. Shu was named as Life, and Tefnut was named as Mat, which was essentially a trinity of virtues, order, justice, and truth. Now imbued with new depth, Shu and Tefnut left their father's embrace. The two of them then joined in a sexual union and produced two children of their own, a son, Geb, and a daughter, Nut. Geb was the personification of the earth, and Nut was the personification of the sky. But like their parents before them, Geb and Nut also clung to each other in a tight embrace. In fact, they were so close that nothing could exist between them. Life could not flourish until they became separated. Nut was pregnant with several children, but she either would not or could not birth them. Shu intervened and separated his two children. He pushed Nut over his head and pressed Geb down below his feet. Creation could continue now that the sky and the earth were extricated from each other. Air filled the space between so that life could exist, and the sun rose for the first time, burning away the dark that had dominated for so long. The first sunrise was extolled as the perfect moment in ancient Egyptian mythology, and it was like a second birth for the creator god, and from that moment on, a tomb existed as either Ra or a tomb Ra. With its three dimensions, the sky, the atmosphere, and the earth, the outer limits of the world became defined and fixed, yet the primordial waters still and always would engulf the world, like some hollow glass orb sunk deep in the dark of the ocean. The separation of Nut and Geb also allowed their many children to finally be born. These children were Osiris, the ruler of the underworld, Set, lord of the deep desert, Isis, a master of magic and healing, and Nephthys, a goddess of protection. Isis was Osiris's consort, and Nephthys was Set's consort, making two divine brother-sister pairings. Some sources also included a fifth child, an ancient and powerful incarnation of Horus, 
whose eyes were the sun and the moon. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel.